everyone knew it by the name Wino Park. The day before, Lonnie and I had spoken with some of the older men before they became drunk and, like the others, passed out on the grass. They were Navajo, they had said. Some of them even still spoke the Navajo language amongst themselves, clicking their tongues as they articulated the ancient-sounding syllables. Many anthropologists I knew would be transfixed to hear such a conversation. It was the stuff of monographs, of PhD dissertations, a chance to record the language before it died out completely. Yet although the anthropologists would learn the language, forget why it had to be artificially preserved in the first place. The younger Navajos were all languishing here in Wino Park and couldn't be counted on to learn the language themselves. Anthropologists would save the language while the Navajos themselves died. As I sat on the hard bench, I felt that an anthropologist was the second to last thing in the world I wanted to be. A Navajo was the very last. I tried reading a newspaper, but Lonnie's absence played on my mind. Why did tramps just disappear like that? My disappointment at losing him turned into a general despair with the whole tramp world. It wasn't just Lonnie's way to disappear like that. It was Pete's, and Bill's too, and it bothered the hell out of me. Tramp hellos were very nearly as abbreviated, shorn of the handshaking, embracing, smiling used by everyone else to say, I'm glad to see you. Tramp conversation could be animated and genial, but the intimacy that it implied was largely an illusion. In fact, it seemed to me that tramps resisted closeness with each other more than any people I'd ever met. A friend found this a very unlikely observation. All alone like that? I think they'd really want to make friends, he said. I tried and tried to discover an explanation for why it wasn't so, to recall anything a tramp might have said to me about keeping one's distance. I suddenly remembered an incident during my three days in Elko, Nevada. The jangling of cans and bottles woke me where I was sleeping inside one of the little rooms of the jungle in the abandoned corral. Someone had tripped over the alarm piece of black nylon cord strung close to the ground at the entrance to the corral. Tied to one end and balanced on a post was an assortment of old bottles and cans that fell off when the line was pulled. I looked up. A tall, middle-aged tramp recovered his balance and paused at the threshold of the corral. He gave a little wave. Saw your fire when my train rolled in, partner, he said. Okay if I join you for a minute? I waved him in coolly, with his brand new clothes, shiny shoes, clean-shaven face, and clean, close-clipped fingernails. He did not look like a tramp just off afraid. But as I put on some coffee water, he explained himself. He was just in from Salt Lake, just out of a week-long marriage to a Mormon woman. I thought it was gonna be great, he said, talking excitedly. She wasn't the best looking thing, but she was rich. Big old house, nice car. She bought me all this shit, he said, gesturing at his clothing. New pants, floor shimes, the works. But after a couple days, I couldn't stand her. She was jealous, he said, of the friendliness between him and her mother. She walked the house at night holding a pair of scissors 
stabbing me with those things through the sheets, you know what I mean? Those nice satin sheets. He looked momentarily wistful. But she was taking pills at night, talking to herself. Shit, I couldn't sleep either. She messed with my head. Finally, he said, I put my boot in her ass and split. His bedroll was made up of the covers from their bed. He talked nervously, but without stopping, like one who'd had nobody to talk with for a long time, who had just been through an experience that he desperately needed to share. No matter that the details were intimate, and I, a complete stranger. I met her in a store three weeks ago, he explained. I was just shopping. That sounded unlikely, but he stuck to it. I saw her in there a few times, and then I asked her out. Before long, she'd driven him to Elko, and they were married in the Wedding Bells Chapel, the garish storefront wedding parlor I'd seen downtown. That part fit anyway. Since few tramps had stopped by in the past couple of days, I'd bought a bottle of wine in the hope that it would help me meet some. Noticing that the gunboat of coffee water had boiled down, I brought the wine out. The tramp looked very pleased. Name's Monty, he said, after taking a very long swallow. Sonny, I returned, adding only that I was just in from California. I took a sip of wine and was quiet, having no similar experience to share. That did not slow down Monty. His talk hopscotched from Louis L'Amour, his favorite author of Western novels, to cotton fields in Texas where he'd worked in prison, to movies. Almost single-handedly, Monty finished three quarters of the bottle, and it occurred to me he'd probably done so on an empty stomach. Wine is a strange mocker, he said all of a sudden. In the end, it stings like an adder. Where'd you hear that? sounded like the kind of thing they might pound into your head at a detox center. Monty shifted his big frame unsteadily on the small, overturned bucket on which he sat. Eh, just picked it up, he said, clearly beginning to lose his sense of balance. That's what got Cleopatra, you know, an adder. He went on to tell me the story of Antony and Cleopatra, speaking more slowly. One day, just asked to leave her, started crying. That's what gets me when they turn on the water. Big horse turd tears. For the first time, Monty was quiet. He looked down at the ground, his head resting in his hands. A tear dropped into the dust between his feet. Monty reached for his gear and, to my surprise, produced a bottle from his own bedroll but he barely unscrewed the top when he began to weep openly. I thought it was gonna be great, he sobbed uncontrollably now. I thought I found me a brand new slot. I placed my hand on his shoulder and Monty really let loose. It was his fourth marriage, he said. What really had happened was she kicked him out. He didn't think you'd ever be able to live with a woman. His first wife left him for his best friend. The second just disappeared with him. And now this, now this, he sobbed. Brother, don't you ever fall in love.
Plastic on Uni Radio with our brown cousin Milar. Uni Radio got a website, donate some money. Please.
you get the, the roll of film? Did you find it? No, I had my folks bring it from the States when I came. Uh, so I think you can find it. Uh, you can get, yeah, like the you can get color and you can get it developed, but I don't know.
Flat Black Plastic on Uni Radio. FM, thanks for listening. Come back. You deserve it.
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. <laughs> Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Latoya, she'll be back next week. We miss her. Uh, Latoya is the one who actually pays attention to the news. I submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. Like that I makes don't, sense. I, I don't. I don't do the news. I mean, I, I do. Well, I, my I have an uh, older father, and he basically. Well, of course, your father's older. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, he basically watches the news 24 hours a day. Ooh. So yeah. So I mean, you know, that's his thing. In World War II, like Ooh. this dude is an expert on World War II. Like I don't know why. Like I guess I don't know what it is, but it's an obsession. But anyway, he watches the news. So I'll just ask him. I just sure. sit down and say, you know, you know, what stupid thing this president has done today. Exactly. Or what unorthodox or unprecedented. You know, amazing how many times they say unprecedented. Uh, yeah, un- un- unprecedented. Unpresidential activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's so unpresidential and he's yeah. so unprecedented. He every yeah every day is crazy. The whole I didn't even know the government. This is how out of touch I am. Or I I don't pay attention to it because I find it so frightening that if I did, I would have to go through some major therapy, like or something. I would just be so stressed well, out that it's kind of a red blue pill, blue pill thing. Like, there's a point in time in your reality as a human, if you've been lied to to a certain degree, mm. that to, to 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 know something outside of your reality, even if you're running from that truth, is dangerous. Like, I feel like like the Matrix was like some kind of psychological blueprint to our our reality. You know, sure. because the truth of the matter is, if you you don't are not willing and actually searching for it like it's kind of a traumatic experience to go from being lied to to finding a truth and right. then you're alone with the truth like the truth makes you isolated Oof. so you know what I mean so once you become once you have to get used to the concept that wow like it's just like the matrix when he woke up right. when he took made the option and he woke up he was by himself and all he saw was other people sleep right yeah, yeah. that's right and with the weird thing and he pulled those things out they all yeah. came out of his back. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and, and, but he had no clue yeah. on what what was next. Uh, and he was completely alone, and it was like, this was a bad decision. Well, could he even? I mean, <laughs> if I woke up out of that, I'd be like, can I even breathe the air? Like All of these things. It was, what I'm saying is that you're, you, you, you step in from one state. reality to another. Mm. And, I, and I've crossed that line years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, we our eyes, I think that, I mean, it was just Christmas time. And we do as a society just categorically lie to children for many years. We tell them with a bunch of different things. Easter Bunny, Santa, Tooth Fairy, we lie to them 
and everybody buys in. Everyone's like, don't, don't tell him it's Star Regino. Don't ruin it for him. I'm like, wow. But maybe we do that as a society to prepare them for all the other lies and disappointments that they're going to face. Yeah, because you, we, the, the way it's set up currently is that we have, it's like the biggest con ever. Mm-hmm. We have to die with the lie, mm-hmm. right? The, the point is to never expose, if you know, keep it secret. Keep it secret, keep it secret. So if you know you, it's your job, even if, without even taking an oath or joining anything, in order for you to function normally, or whatever what normal might be, you have to be quiet about the knowledge. Sure, just absolutely. Just because you just crawled, you just went too far. And only other time, the only in in what in the sense, it's also an economic thing. Mm-hmm. You become isolated because it's like if people know that you know certain things, they're not going to give you the opportunities that you would had if if you played the role. If you, yeah, if you just play dumb, shut up and play dumb. Yeah, I know that. I've, if, I've been a woman my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so the one piece of truth that I hold that separates me from other people, huh, is that. And it's something everyone's believed since everyone, everyone believes it. T-Rex's bones were put back together wrong. Follow me on this for a second. Think of a T-Rex in your mind, right? Mm. There he is, biggest, coolest, meanest, awesomest, like dinosaur of all time. Mm. And the hubris of man to put him on two legs. Why? Why would we put him on two legs? And he's got these little non-functional arms in front. Why? Why? do that and it was found in the 33rd parallel so all the bones were in different places and we put them back together in the you know in like 1886 or whatever all the archaeologists said well of course of course the biggest coolest dinosaur walked on two legs like a man and if you look at the bones it's got this weird hip cap right that like forces it forward and the big beefy legs so if you take that hip cap and you flip it upside down and you make it a breastbone, it doesn't have a breastbone. It's got these little, very thin, like rib cage yeah. things that come together, very and there's bone. no breastbone. The most important part of your body, arguably, would be the heart. Right. So why wouldn't you manufacture a defense? And you know, what I mean, we have a strong. This is this hard. You know how hard it is to get to your heart. Yeah. You From have your to, rib cage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this is the protection. This is protecting your heart cavity. Because we have a breastbone now. T-Rex, when you look at the bones, has no breastbone. But look at a Stegosaurus. It had spiky things and a tail with spikes, which means that the T-Rex was completely vulnerable because he had those little arms, can't do anything with those. And then that thing, right? He would have no defense against a dumb animal that only eats, you know. All it would have to do is run and hit it in the chest. Well, it could, exactly. And so when it's big, so here, this is the thing. If you flip that hip cap upside down and make it a breastbone, then those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. Right? Mm-hmm. And then those tiny little saggy arms, you move them back, and they're little legs. Ever seen a bird with big legs? No! Look at any bird. Look at a robin. It's big chest, mm-hmm. and it's got tiny little legs, and a, a seagull, and they perch. Burr, burr, burr. So, why? T Rex was a dragon. Why would we have all this dragon mythology? Why? Over years and years and years and years and years, we have dragon mythology yeah, going back to sense. the beginning of time. We got St. George and the dragon. We got people fighting dragons. Dragons, dragons, dragons. Where are the dragons? Uh, you know what? I would have to. I would have. Okay. I, you know, I'm, it's, I'm new, yeah. so I don't want to. No, no, step it. on it. Yeah. I don't want to cut. <laughs> but okay, I have a. I call it fourteen hundred and ninety-two lies. <laughs> like, and I question everything. Like, every single thing that we know to be humans now, after fourteen ninety-two. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even think dinosaurs existed. 
honestly. However, I believe Don, uh, dragons existed, so so I was I'm glad I fitted. Let you finish <laughs> because I believe that what we're seeing is the dinosaur, the the dragons, and they took when they couldn't put it together, they made other dinosaurs sure. because they're really just trying to hide the dragons. Absolutely. Like it's really there's no other thing. It was dragons. Sure, I I I can hundred percent believe that because of my T Rex theory. Yeah, you're having uh-huh. you're seeing dragon bones. Yes. And they had to make it into other things, so they started doing puzzle things. Yeah. Meaning that different dragons might have had different facial phenotypes sure. and yeah. different type of horns. Absolutely. Different types. Okay, so there was different types of dragons. Sure. And they made them into dinosaurs to hide the concept of dragons. I 100% believe I believe, that. Noah, I believe and that's, it. thank you. Absolutely. Because when I presented this whole dinosaur thing existed, and I do these things to really upset people, that's why I need to be on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it instantly comes with a lot of, you know, but it's like it falls under my 1,492 lies category. Mm-hmm. Like everything you question after 14 people are going to attack. So that's cool. But I couldn't complete it. And maybe that's why I'm here. Because I was now I'm like, OK, now I can jam them up with the actual say, hey, listen, let's look at this. Let's concept. look at the dinosaur. Let's look at T-Rex bones. Because, you know, brontosaurus we found out didn't exist. They said now they've said, oh, wait, there was no brontosaurus. We put back together some bones funky. Yeah, and um, and and how how is a giraffe in a is it stegosaurus? The one with the long neck. Right. That's that's the that's the one they said was a brontosaurus, but brontosaurus doesn't okay, exist. Okay. So how does a giraffe and a brontosaurus differ in body type? Maybe Good little question. size. Size. Okay. But the length and the now and giraffes are interesting because they have the same amount of vertebrae as we do. So we have like seven vertebrae in our neck, and so do giraffes. But their vertebrae are huge. They're like 12 inch, 18 inch long yeah, vertebrae. Yeah. yeah. And. So technically, they're similar to us, and they're mammals too. But dragons, dragon, dragons aren't mammals. Dragons had to be the, the reptilian. The reptilian. Well, and then they found out that reptiles and birds are the same, and well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where the T Rex theory came in. Is that he had hollow bones? Meaning that all things that they say are, are reptilian are coming from the bird family, which we still have reference. Sure. And if we have all this mythology and visual images of dragons, yes. where are the dragon bones? Well, they put them together as dinosaurs. Yes. Makes complete Makes sense. Makes complete to sense to me, too. <laughs> because the T-Rex bones were put together wrong, because of the hubris of man, because man wants to say, everything big and awesome walks on two legs like man. Yeah, this like, just, that's yeah. not necessary. We're like collectively ignorant. They should have never, men should have never been in charge of anything. I'm just, as a man, I'm anti-patriarchy, and I feel like we've made a crucial mistake in our human evolution by allowing men to be in charge. Personally, now this is just, and I'm saying as a man, like I'm, I'm in charge of me, but it's as far as being just unilaterally outside of protection. I feel like right. women should work in the collective and then tell us what to do, and we should just protect them. That sounds great to that me. That makes. I mean, what I'm saying is y'all make better decisions together. Plus, you have children, so you actually default actually care about me, even if you don't know me, because conceptually you'll say, okay, that's someone's mother. I relate to her. Right. You know what I mean? So therefore, he's okay, or he needs help, or he needs to be nurtured. The concept so, of empathy. Yeah. Now, and everyone is capable of empathy, but some say women are more so capable because they are able to breastfeed both boys and girls as babies. So you can personally attach to both men and women in a way that's like deeply nurturing. Yes. But 
men can do that too because look at all the men chefs like well, any yeah, man no, who cooks I'm, no, I'm like can, you no, are deeply listen, nurturing me let me get this this is the thing right it's men, the alta cast we can say anything we want men are <laughs> women first and then oh, we become right. men and I believe as a protection mechanism Huh. Meaning, meaning there was a time in humanity, probably the cataclysm that broke up the continents, where right. humans Pangea needed, from Pangea, where humans yeah. needed to adjust. I mm-hmm. believe before humans were women, but they needed to make an adjustment due to protection and or trauma. So they said, okay, we we we're threatened as humans. Let's create a, another part of us that is stronger, hmm. that is uh, bigger. That you know that uh, is designed to protect us because without us they wouldn't exist and so therefore woman decided to create man. Huh? Wow, that's opposite of the. Well, of but course. That's great because the creation theory I really dislike the Bible from the now and I was trained biblically for years and years. I went to well, Bible most school. Most of us were. <laughs> but I mean, I went to like Christian school and I was very, very like biblically trained. And the one thing it makes me from the beginning with the Adam and Eve story. It's like in the 10th line, like first all this stuff happened, then man was created, then woman was created from man. So it's like the opposite of the story because of the fear of the power of women that it becomes this whole alternate story that because women are creators. We like literally how make backwards, babies. How backwards is that ideology? Like right. meaning that this is the only time that we have a point of reference for a man creating a woman is in a in a in a book that that mind you is a spiritual text as has been you know strived from years. However, it doesn't make sense conceptually when you see in nature yeah. only feminine energy is creating human beings and or other. I mean, there's no example. In, in in nature, as far as mammals, that a male creates a, a, another human. Seahorses. Well, seahorses are different. They don't, do they birth them? Do they no, 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 they carry them. They carry them. Meaning that, but they also stay together for life. Oh. Meaning that once you mate, that that's your mom and dad forever. Right, like penguins. Like ever, ever. Yeah. They ain't like breaking parrots. Them. Parrots. Yeah. Parrots mate for life. Although I recently saw some parrots... I think straying outside their bonds because <laughs> they were cheating. The, uh, well, I, I live in the Tenderloin and most of those parrots of Telegraph Hill in the city live in nice places like up on Knob Hill. They all live and they live over by South Van Ness in this. They're alcove. free? Yeah, the parrots. You don't know about the parrots. They're these African green parrots. They've lived in San Francisco for years and years and years. They're called the parrots of Telegraph Hill and they escaped from something and now they're this huge society that lives in San Francisco. You hear them. They fly over the mission all the time. They're very loud. And they're in groups and they're they're very loud, but they're parrots. They're green parrots. They're very pretty. They're little though. And so they mate for life. And these two parrots came to my lanai, my fire escape in the TL. And they were on this branch together. And then they were like having sex on my lanai, like seriously doing these mating dances. My cat was losing his fucking mind. And I got some video of it, of the parrots fucking. And I was like, these parrots are like cheating because why would they come to the TL to like get they're like no other parents are coming here they ain't gonna see us we're in the TL <laughs> they decided it's great. to dip yeah. off you know that makes sense eh? <laughs> so they went to my I have this crazy footage of the parrots fucking and I'm like it's just they're, and they're right there they're so great and they're like rah, rah, 
that and then they then hey man you know what society has filtered into there see this is it look there's an elder that's gonna find out this is a whole fuck anime story there's an elder that's gonna find out and say hey listen the reason why i've been able to function in this foreign land for so long is because we stick to our tradition yeah by you cheating is gonna disrupt the tradition you see these humans do it and you think it's okay and it's gonna destroy it's gonna destroy the like, whole parrot it's, colony it's gonna just cause a conflict within the colony there'll be a fight it's like a whole thing what do you think about this is completely jumping ship but not necessarily changing tracks too hard polyamory negates cheating right because if you're honest about your cheating or you say this isn't cheating this is polyamory like is that okay does the honesty wipe away because i i myself am like a serial monogamist i i can't really share i don't like to share i'm too jealous well you apparently i'm in the right place apparently this is where i need to be for 2019 (laughs) Uh, i didn't even want to say 2019 you're the first person to get me to say to i've skipped 2019 Ah! i'm going to 2020 sure 2020 i feel like I've, i've made it to the year because my whole concept in life I, is about what I call BPMs. It's Bitcoin, polyamory, and music. <laughs> it's, this is what I do. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, Bitcoin, we just got a Bitcoin wallet. My friend just made it for the station because I was like, a what? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and, and, and I and I and I um I have a, a little a podcast and it's on this, this app where I talk to different people from, you know, some kind of an app. And, um... And I talk about polyamory, and I don't talk. And I'm, and I'm personally like, mind you, I'm actually single. Okay. Like I'm a poly single, as they call it. Sure. So I'm single, but I understand. And I've done it. I call. I had did a show called Anti Dating, which I'll probably reprise here. Sweet. Is that if you do the research, once again, fourteen hundred and ninety-two lives, there was no dating. There was no dating. It was arranged marriages to maintain the society that right. it was in, and that was commonplace. What about poor people? So that's aristocracy. No, no, no. Everything was arranged. N- n- yes. Wow. It was the normalcy within a, c- a colony or community of people, and I mean globally. Huh. It's the standard. Because think about it. You weren't traveling like you're traveling. No, right, exactly. You're not really moving. You're always going to be amongst your tribe, your family, and your family members in the adjoining families. Sure, you're adjoining. It's, so it's I'm a, I'm a, 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 a carpenter because we mentioned the Bible, right? Right. And uh, you're a, 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 wood, a baker. A baker. Yeah, okay. I know how to bake bread. Okay, so I'm saying, hey, listen, the bakery also, we work together all the time. I built the furniture for the bakery and da 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 da. Okay, well, I have a daughter. Well, I have a son. Ah! And we knew this when before we even met. You know sure. what I'm saying? They, they're in the same race. The son is a little bit, maybe two years older. Perfect. Okay, yeah, we're already great. talking about this. Sure. Yeah. No, why? Not because we're trying to steal their ability to love. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Right. We're doing it because we know that if we can, if we build and and your daughter has a, a, a grand, my, our grandchild, yeah. we are now bonded and we now can do more together. Right. We can progress together. They can progress together. The confusion won't exist and the levels, the, the concept of divorce would have to come with extreme circumstances. Sure. Also, as the, say the father... I should know that I'm I'm helping raise this boy because I can't have him do my daughter any type of way. Sure. Because I, I could pull the agreement anytime I want to. It's sure, sure, starting sure. to look a little crazy. I'm done. Right. Yeah. So therefore, you maintain the family structure with this concept. Wow. 
Yeah, so because you hold people accountable. Because you say, don't fuck with mine, don't fuck with mine. Exactly. Because it's ours. Exactly. And then you have common interests. Exactly. Yeah. And conceptually, uh, um, when there's a depletion of men, this was also another thing. When there was a shortage of men due to war and other issues, right? Which there always really has been sure. because women were first. That's why there's more, right? <laughs> but uh, the the concept of polyamory would be that women need should be protected by the men, sure. not as not because you're weak, because it's by design. Right. So therefore, there'd be men uh, men being the shortage having multiple women, but they still run the house. It's the men, it's like it's all backwards. Sure, sure, sure. People say, "Oh, you're polyamorous. You just want a bunch of women." It's like, no. I I mean. I would like all the children to be taken care of. Wow. Yeah. So therefore, sure. I would like to make sure that all income stays within the house. Sure. Right? Yeah. So therefore, if I have a woman, a wife, and another wife, and we have children, or she has children even outside of me, and I have another woman, and she has, that means that we all can collectively raise and, 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 and educate our children and... Her economy, her economy and my economy become one. Right. So therefore, we have a better standard of living. I mean, sure, sure. Because guess what? Everybody's had sex, or most people, if you're of age, have said sex. It's great, but it doesn't pay anything. Yeah. It's not unless you're a porno star or you're in the sex industry. It's not like a paying gig to actually have sex. So therefore, that's not conceptually. If I want a threesome, I can have a threesome. People that talk about polyamory are not interested in threesomes. Believe me, most have had it. It's okay. It's cool. And it's better for some and not for others. That's not the concept. Right. The concept is how do I have a long-term relationship? That's open and honest. That can that can last to where the ideology and the lifestyle that we decide to live together can be maintained over time and yeah. resource-wise. Sure. So, and you know, and the thing is, being it's, you think so, it's more economic. It, That's so funny because marriage. I see marriage as completely economic. I, I was married in the past, and marriage is just saying, "I have money, you have money. Let's have our money together." So. And I've always been like, every, and when I'm at weddings, I'm like, it's so nice that you guys are in love. That's great. But you also, it's good that you both have money because if, I mean, I don't have any, there's no reason for me to get married. I have no money. I have nothing. I have no dowry. I have no money. You wouldn't want to marry me. Why would you want to, why would you want to put your economy with mine when mine <laughs> is so like sparse? Yeah. I'm like, don't, I don't want, I'm, so for me, economically, I don't want protection. Yeah. Like. I don't ever want to have to depend. I already did depend on a man monetarily with our marriage, and I didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. So I ended up moosing. But it's interesting that you bring up the philosophically that the economic prosperity that polyamory could bring to it, cultures. I mean, but can people handle it? The problem is that it is so woke, and we are so like man and a woman together without like without like exploring why we have those cultural norms. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, being that we've gone so far with uh, uh, being open with homosexuality and open yeah. with the uh, different gender titles, sure. yeah. that polyamory should not be a problem. Like, meaning that, meaning that if, 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 if same-sex marriage is legal, then that's the precursor for saying I should be able to have multiple wives. Sure. Right now, I mean, or multiple. Like at this point, 
let's just work on multiple relationships. Right. right? Sure. Meaning that, meaning that beyond the having the multiple wives, you have to be able to first manage the first woman. Well, wife <laughs> is also the cultural concept that we're working on that is totally yeah, and, from the past. It's been, when you say husband and wife, you mean this, you, and then if you have multiple some, wives, in, then you're in some cultures taking, yeah. And I, and I, and I kind of, cause I have no children, right? Yeah. yeah I don't so in either. some cultures, and, I, and I, I'm starting to move in this direction. If you have a child with someone, that's your husband. Sure. Yeah, makes mistake or not. Right. Meaning because you are now have a bond, a spiritual right. bond sure. with that person. It actually is unbreakable. A- absolutely. So, so, so now that you have a bond that's unbreakable to conceptually act like that doesn't exist is you lying to yourself. Right. So just because you went and go create an economic bond with somebody by via paperwork, via marriage, what's more, what's stronger? Sure. Right. So the thing is that you marry, if you, if you have a child, you're married. I agree with that. And, too, and so yeah. that means, okay. You had a child with him, right? right? You're not dealing with him. You're not working well with this spiritual bond. However, you're the mother. You're the nurturer. You are the human being. So, therefore, you are taking care of your child. Yeah. If I'm dealing with you and you're understanding my concept of how I function, right, and I'm dealing with you and I and we talk and we're clear with each other, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that this child is taken care of. Yeah. But if I find a, a woman, another woman that also knows about you and agrees with the lifestyle, then we're going to take care of that child. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So... There should be no. They due to colonialism and 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 the way we've been culturally trained, we start sectioning off, ration like love becomes a, in different boxes. Sure. I love my mother. I love my brother. I love my friends. Sure. I uh, you know, but it's not. It should be the mode of operation instead of just saying, "Oh, I have a specific love," and it's sectioned off here. Right. I mean, it should be like, "No, this is my community, and my community is sound with the fact that we love." Love each other so this is my community yes this is we could say wife if that's what makes you comfortable this is my wife and this is my wife and these are my children sure they're not her children by a baby daddy you know what I mean right, right, these right, are right, my right. these are this is my community and these See, are my friends you're opening it up to a different kind of I, I think that a lot of people when they view polyamory they say it's all about sex. It's just sex. Well, then that's just called a threesome. I'm not, right, not right, to, right, not right, right, right. Not that what I'm saying is yeah. not to, not to, it's that simple. It's like, go have a threesome. You're not sure. polyamorous because you have a threesome. Right. Polyamory. <laughs> is a rela- it's, it's acknowledging yeah, yeah. relationships yeah. with people. Yeah, and it's not, and it's really not... nothing to do with sex. It's the definition is multiple loves. Sure. And I, and I, and I had yeah. this argument with a, a young lady saying, hey, listen, so you love your baby daddy, right? Yes. Okay. Then you meet a guy and then you fall in love with him and you love your baby daddy, right? Yes. Okay. Do you stop loving your baby daddy? Not like you're having sex with him, right? but you have a bond with him. Sure. So therefore you spend time with him. You might talk on the phone with him. Right. You are friends, but you love him. Right. Then you have a boyfriend you love. You spend time with him. Yes, you have sex, but is... Clearly, if you look up the definition, it means multiple love. So if you love your baby daddy and love your boyfriend, you're polyamorous. Uh, sure, uh, absolutely. So the thing is, she didn't like the she didn't like the semantic breakdown of but, how it. But it's the, multiple relation. We all the, have multiple the, relationships. We are already. If you're yeah. dating, you're polyamorous, right? If yeah. you're dating, which I, I'm anti-dating now, I just thought of this concept not too long ago. I just get these things so. anti-dating because it doesn't make sense. 
What I'm saying yeah. is, what I'm saying is, conceptually, dating is a new thing, and I need my love to be in the community. I need to be in love with me. Right. Then I need to be in love with my environment. Sure. And the people that are in the environment, I should love too. And if I find an actual attraction where they're working in the community, I'm working in the community, right? Yeah. Then we can move together. That way, if we decide to go away, it's not a I shut down all of this, my friends, and all of these right. outsiders. We just, like madness, we say, okay, we got this close, we got close, right? And then right. we just... Sure. We're still in the same community. See, that that's so funny, because when I divorced, when I got divorced from my husband, I moved. I had to move from San Diego to San Francisco, because I was like, you get all the friends. I was like, you get it all. You yeah. get the whole life. I'm moving. I'm gone. And it would have been nice to have had kind of a you know, th that mindset, not of, I, I didn't have to actually yeah, yeah. leave that community and lose all and give him all my friends. I didn't want to say I lost yeah, yeah, all my yeah, friends, yeah. but yeah. I made a conscious choice to say, well, to make things not awkward, you get everybody. I'm going to start a new life. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And so, but it would have been nice to have not lived on that marriage binary of we're together now we're apart and everything is gone yeah and then it, it doesn't it, now it makes sense if you look at marriage as a business and a contractual agreement mm. and when two parties break they have to make amends and have to come to a mutual agreement which is why you have judges right. in, in, in mediation so you could have a mutual clean break sure okay but I'm a human being. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, And yeah, even yeah. though a part of me being a human is my business and how I conduct things via commerce, I don't, I would like to to create a foundation that's solid. Right. And meaning, a meaning spiritual connection. But it's, it's the idea that people are spiritual beings and that when we create relationships, there's a spiritual bond that's something bigger than money. That's something bigger. Like what is, what is love? I think it's just, it's that weird feeling. It's a spiritual bond. It's something that says that, that you, we don't necessarily understand and we can't necessarily put on paper. And I feel that that negation of our soul, that whatever makes us, us, that's sort of spiritual and we're scared of the word spiritual. We're scared well, of the word spirit. We're scared of the concept of like, well, we're all spiritual because spiritual like actually just means breathing. Sure. <laughs> so we're right. And we can't explain the breath. We right? can't explain why. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. So, so it is, we're spiritual. Do you know that's what makes, um, when people have Alzheimer's, if they keep it and they just end up expiring finally, it's that their brain forgets to tell their lungs to breathe. Yeah. Or their brain forgets to tell their heart to pump. Like that's what happens. It's almost like they, there's whatever spiritual thing exists in them starts degrading. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you oof, know. That's a hard concept. So yeah, so your your basic uh, what is it your uh, your subconscious mind pretty much lets go. Right. You know what I mean? And which then separates the connection from your physical body to your spiritual. I mean, life. Right. Right. So, and I mean, you know, but that's the human experience. That's and that's as I've progressed and learned is like, listen, this is a this is a machine I've inhabited. Yes. And I'm cool with that. I like this machine. Is you know what I'm saying I have to work on it. You know what I mean? Fine tune it, but it's still a good machine. What am I here to do with this machine? Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you you feel like you have a you feel you feel a, well, I have a intrinsical this purpose? I have this machine. Yes. I was given this machine of being 6'2", I'm working on the weight, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and with these ideas. Sure. So, 
you know, I can be a hermit and think of cool stuff regularly, or I can go find my tribe, right. you know what I mean, or build the community or whatever I need to do to have the right people around me. Maintaining myself against, that's what, to me, anti-whack is really, it's like the middle spot to handle or deal with stuff I don't like. Mm. Not necessarily negative things, but it's like something negative to come in and I could transmute it here. 1492 it's, lies. You can yeah, transmute those lies yeah, to the yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it's, because it's, yeah. it's Cause just like uh, say there's a virus, right? And they got it in a room, and before you go to the room where the virus is, you got to go through the middle room to get prepared. Right, 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 so right, right. So you can go handle it. Okay, well, anti-whack is the middle room where you can say, okay, I, you know, I can deal with it. I mean, I sure. can prepare to deal with it. I could go over and get say, on the hazmat suit. Yeah, and yeah. The, let's, and the go, now let's go talk about. It. Okay, you yeah. want to? Oh, you want to go to the bottom? Okay, let's cool. Let's do it here. Because I'm going to move back to the—when I when I leave, when I leave the— in, 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 The anti-whack room? When I leave the in, <laughs> yeah. contaminated area. Yeah. Because, no, the anti-whack is not in, contaminated. It's the place where I can handle uh, the, the contaminated— the Contamination. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back to— yourself of it yeah, to I'm, get back to— Yeah, I'm going to go back to the, my happy spot, my joy, right. you know what I mean? Right. Which is another concept I call I'll Mac Yourself, which is the self— Self-improvement, the self-love, the self-awareness, self. Sure. <laughs> right? right. You know what I mean? So, you know, self doesn't, you know, that's your higher self. That's just self. Whoa. So you got to just be, you know, but you got to know how to, because guess what? If you ignore, that's fear and it grows. I ignore my higher self and I usually hang out in my lower self, which is not necessarily a nice place to be. But I like interact with my own. I think we all have a higher self and a lower self. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the problem is when we sort of wallow in that. Like for me, it's martyrdom. For me, it's like, I work so hard and nobody appreciates me. That's my lower self as opposed to my higher self, which would be I am working hard for myself and the future. And I'm recognizing that. And I don't require other people to recognize that. Yeah. But my lower self is like, why won't I be recognized? <laughs> and so it's the same amount of work. It's just the perspective of where I choose to land. Like yeah, I yeah. can land in my lower self or I can land in my higher self. I can fly to my higher self. Speaking of higher selves, um, I'm going to bring up some music and we're going to, I'm going to smoke some pot. I don't know if yeah, you yeah, like yeah. to smoke some pot. I, yeah, I love to do uh, well, I have tons of weed. Uh, we, this is, we like, we like it high on the AltaCast. <laughs> this show originally started, it was, um, Alta California Botanicals was a tincture company in, in San Francisco that worked with us for a long time. Sadly, they are no longer. They made the best tink in the biz. Uh, but it was like Alta Cast, Alternative, Alta California. Yeah, like, yeah. it's all kind of... But I definitely like to get high. And uh, Mutiny Radio is a space where we have no problem with that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to listen to Cope for a song. Unless you have a song you want to look up on the YouTubes. No, oh, no, no. no. Put, actually, we'll do this because it's a learning experience. So pulling back the veil for everybody, put in DJs, and then go to the go to the YouTube and pick pick your favorite song. Uh, and we'll and then we'll play it and I'll show you on the uh, sub mixer how to play so um, I'm training right now shake he is going to be the host of anti-wax show every Friday from 10 to midnight following Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse what a great Friday you guys will have in store for you uh, it's a great day of programming starting at noon. From noon to 2 is the weekly review with Roman Reimer giving you all the news. 
from the LGBTQ perspective. Then uh, at from two to three is Women's Magazine, three to six, Comment Thread Collective, six to eight, Happy Hour Open Mic, eight to ten, Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, only $10. And from 10 to midnight, it's the Anti-Wax Show. So that's what's going to be coming up for you guys every Friday here at Mutiny Radio. So what you do is switch three and four on that submixer. There you go. Perfect. And it's up on the submix, and we'll be back here on Mutiny Radio. Is the volume on this computer off? Uh, no, no, no. No. We'll keep talking to try to figure this out. Little, yeah, it's that's crazy because it's the submixers up and Oh 
on the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. I'm having an awesome conversation with Shake of the Anti-Wax Show. It's going to be starting here on Mutiny Radio, Fridays 10 to midnight. Uh, I just found out you ran for the mayor of Oakland for the Green Party four years ago. This is so exciting that you have like a political mind and political ambitions to change things for I assume the better not anymore not anymore <laughs> but the green but, so you ran under the green party uh, would you yeah. would you want to to have started your own party oh, would, or no. was it that green party is like, I just, at this point I just want to have a party so just like whatever there's a party available y'all want to invite me just take me to the party I just want the party like no but but reality Green Party on paper is excellent. And if enough of people would engage the Green Party, it would be a, a great third party. Yeah. Right. However, it's just it just there's a there's a disconnect in, in the reality of the effort that we have to make to make change. Sure. Like we think it's like a march. It's like that was like the exercise. It's kinda like People. Well, it's the new the new generation thinks it's already done. Do you know what I mean? Like they're like, well, I tweeted, I did my part, right? And I used to teach both high school and college for a while, and watching the new generation grow up. When I was younger, I'm 44, so I'm dating myself, but like I was like, I really want to get good grades, and I'm trying so hard, and I, you know, the, they'd give me a paper, and I'd say, I'm gonna rewrite it, I'm gonna make it better, and I'd. And when I was teaching, I assumed that kids would have this same, like, ambition or, uh, what's the word I'm for, discipline. And I would, they'd have a paper and they'd write it and it'd be like a C minus. And I'd be like, you know, here were the problems and you can fix it and you can get a better grade. And they'd be like, nah, it's done. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's really not good enough. They're like, no, 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 it's done. Done is good enough. Yeah. And I'm like, well, not always. See... Sometimes your only effort isn't your best effort, and sometimes your effort wasn't good enough. But I feel like this new generation is like, but everything I do is perfect. And you're better than your circumstances, right? Oh. Meaning that you might think that's good, that's what I could do, but just the extra push is just better than whatever you thought. Right. right? But the, but also it's like because of technology, it's like okay, um, this, this uh, an iPhone. I don't have one, but uh, yeah, the I gotcha. iPhone is a is is a computer. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. So you have a computer in your pocket. A tiny out- computer in your pocket. However, if you don't have any knowledge outside of the computer, mm. meaning if you never based yourself with any reading or any kind of source code, it's like we're the same person. Yeah. Like yeah. You don't. You can't move. You can't maneuver. So you're stupid they, with a, you're stupid with a smartphone. Yeah. Because the kids these days aren't they aren't even memorizing times tables. I know eight year olds, and they're not memorizing times tables. I'm like, you have to know the information. You have to, in order to have theories about the T-Rex bones or have theories like 1,492 lies, you have to know (laughs) the history. You have to have read the books. You have to have done it on your own. You can't just, you have to read, understand, comprehend, and then take that within yourself and turn it into something else. But if you've never like eaten the knowledge and made the knowledge part of yourself, you have nothing to put out. You have, you're not. What are you chewing on that you poop out? Like, yeah, like nothing. Like I, I had a when I was, I was kind of a. I wasn't bad. I was sneaky. You were just drawn that way. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was a, I was a sneaky kid. Like I always had my own. Clever. Thoughts. Clever, right? I always had my own thoughts. I always would do my have a thing that I was doing that even if I was around people. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But never a hustle. Any, never, yeah, a hustle. Yeah. Never, no, never against Nothing anyone. wrong with hustle. Just an extra thing that made people feel like, why are you doing this extra? Like, you yeah. go to, so... When I, uh, Running got, for mayor, kind of an extra thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. Oh, yeah, I just do that. So <laughs> I was, In seventh grade, there was a class. It was about critical reading, right? And I and, and I was like, and, I, and it's not that I hated school. I was blessed. I, my, uh, well, blessed is not a good word. It's me covered in blood. But I was favored. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was favored to be uh, my parents. I would go to private school when I was younger. Cool. Like, so, like, younger, like, right? So, up until, like, maybe junior high. Mm-hmm. So, when you're schooled in a smaller environment, you know more than when you get to high school. Like, you kind of know a little bit more, or your perception is a little different. Sure. Right? So, when I got to high school, it was very boring for me. It was very irritating. You weren't being challenged. And, and no, it's like this. Don't tell me I need to learn algebra when you don't even tell me where the word comes from. Right. Like, you're not even explaining to me why I'm even fucking here. Right. You're, you're sure. upsetting me. You're just giving me numbers. Is it to Greek? Put... Is, is algebra it, from the no, Greek? It's, it's uh, Islamic. Is, is, is algebra from Islamic? Yes. Yes. A lot of the, everything that we know comes first from Islam, which wow. is, yes. <laughs> so, but, but you don't tell nobody these things. Mm-hmm. So my brain, this is how I function, will literally shut it out. Sure. I would say, I don't care what numbers. I slept in algebra class. How <laughs> However, yeah, you know, just uh, see, that's the type of... I liked of, algebra a lot. I was, I, I was, something I actually understood. Yeah, I was like rude, but but when I went to this critical reading class, I was like, okay, now I was like, oh, oh you're supposed yeah. to question. You can. I did. I already did it, but uh, y'all telling me now, out of all these years I've been in school, you finally telling me what I've been doing. Questioning the source. Sure, and, yeah. And if without the proper explanation, then I become bad to you. Right, yeah. That's what makes me bad. The lack of the proper explanation makes me very unruly. I used to do that. I re- the only time I really got in trouble was in sixth grade. I was in Bible class. And I would raise my hand and say, what's the point? And it got to be this thing where they were like, you're not allowed to ask questions anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? And they'd say, you can't ask what the point is. You just have to take it on faith. And I was yeah. like, okay, so you're telling me the answer to my question is that there is no answer because I just have to believe it. And they were like, you have to get out of class now. I have a problem with that. And, and so I had a problem with that as well. I said, what's the point? And it became sort of a joke in Sunday school class or in this particular Bible class. Like everyone, I'd raise my hand, they'd go, what's the point? And I'm like, I know you're all making fun of me, but I actually am trying to diagnose and figure out why I can't just be told that everything is based on faith that well it's just you have to believe it because that's the way it is i don't accept that as an answer i have to believe it because everybody else believes it fuck you everyone else believes it and so then i have to believe it well i'm not gonna believe it i'm not gonna watch the movie titanic like everyone else in the fucking world because you told me to yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I never saw Titanic. Did you care? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be I almost, listen. I, my my cousin because he's not like me because he worked he worked as a bus driver took care of his cool. kids. He, he, Muni? He, he, no. Um. Uh, AC uh, Transit. AC Transit. Damn yeah. So so he you know he did he did everything he was supposed to do as a man. Mm-hmm. So so we we could talk, but it's like even then I'm still like you didn't raise no children, right? <laughs> so so but you know he'll do stuff like you know i was like they keep trying to get me to watch uh, the bird thing with the, the, the there's a new move on um uh, oh the bird box the bird box. i've seen a lot of ads for it that's the only reason i haven't yeah, seen yeah. it yet see the thing is and then he turns on the bird box i was actually saying i don't want to say i said that to him i said i don't want to see that right 
right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm anti, like literally though. I'm like just naturally was like I want to, you know, I don't do what people do. Right. Just especially entertainment wise, because sure. it's like you know it's cool to have a. A point of reference but it's also good to be an individual you know what i mean yeah so so yeah so by the way it's not that bad it's, it's bird it's, box is good yeah, it's not that bad it's about blindness though so it's no, funny no. that you didn't want to see it yeah i know right i haven't seen it but i know it's about blindness because yeah, they have really good marketing no it's, it's definitely uh it's, it's similar to some other things and i can see how it would work it's kind of like when you start to create a giant when you the great part about somebody saying i'm in a genre yeah is that you can remake within the genre and no one gets mad. Like the dystopian future. Is yeah, that, it's yeah, a dystopian yeah. future movie like the new genre, Hunger Games and yeah. and the other Divergent. and you know. The, so there's, yeah, the different It's yeah, cool to be in like, a genre because it, it's not to say that... Uh, the Lobster, that was a very dystopian future <laughs> movie. Oh, my God. I never see that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, not only is Colin someone, Colin something, I don't know, Colin something, he's he's a guy who's very famous or whatever, but he's fat in it, he's portly, and it's so funny to see him be like, kind of like, it's great, uh, that, and then everybody, you either get, you'd love it because people either are in a relationship in the city they find their match and they're in a relationship in the city or they have to go to this really nice hotel and they have 45 days to find a match. Otherwise, they get turned into the animal of their choice and they hang out in this crazy forest and then there's these people that hunt the animals in the forest and they're the loners but they're not allowed to have sex with each other and they're only allowed to dance alone and they like live in the woods and people, the people in the so vacation complex hunt them and when they, when they hit them with darts, then, and then they turn them into animals. When they hit them with darts, they get more days to try to find a mate. It is the weirdest thing. It is so, like, philosophically, mind-blowingly weird that about relationships. Dope, <laughs> it is, and you sit and you're like, they, and the they, things they took a that's like a they took <sighs> a Buddhist uh, take, an uh, incarnation huh. take. On dating, yeah, like the importance of dating. If you don't get it in this life, then you can sub, you submit yourself to a lower form to be hunted, to be replanted into the concept of finding a mate. Yeah, he wanted to be the whole movie called The Lobster. He wants to be a lobster. That's the that's the animal he's going to turn into because they live for ninety nine years, and they're cold in the bottom of the sea or something. But. Like other people want to be a peacock or a puppy. So, but his brother get, is a dog. But, but if you get caught. <laughs> If you get caught, then they turn you into an animal anyways. If you decide to be a loner mm -hmm. and you run around in the forest with the animals, the people that are in the vacation thing go out and hunt you at night. And if they shoot you, then they get an extra day to stay and look for a mate and you get turned into an animal. Okay. It's so weird. Yeah. See, that's the, I see. I need to think of more stuff like that. It is, but it's like. There's a it's, place for unusual ideas. It's like, the dystopian future. But that's the thing is people don't use critical thinking anymore. There was something that you said, and I want to get back to it. Critical thinking, critical reading. I used to teach high school, and I left teaching high school in 2001 because George W. Bush was elected, and he and his wife started the No Child Left Behind program. And it basically cold critical thought from our teaching for eight years. We created an entire society of children that were taught to the test. They were taught to A, B, C, D. They were taught to memorize. They were taught to 
answer questions, but not to ask why. They took out all of the um, writing essays. They took out, they just, they made it all to teaching to this test to move on from grade to grade. And school's performance and the money they would get would be based off how their children performed on these tests and how they got better over time and such. That was also a dystopian movie. I can't remember the name. <laughs> well, well just, I mean, dystopian no, no, but I mean, 1984, no, no, but this saying, is real. Like, no, no, this was no, 2000. You're speaking on something real. And I'm yeah. saying, like, yeah, that's a, even a kind. That's a kind. So, because, okay, it's like having uh, different pieces of something, different fruits. Mm-hmm. But you don't have, you only have a basic concept of fruit. You never tasted it. Sure. So, you don't even know what to choose from. You don't right. even know what you're looking at. Right. You don't even know if it's good for you. And we took out PE and we took out. You know, so no more dance. They took out art classes. They took out cooking classes. So kids can't even identify vegetables or fruits at all. Like, we're not, instead of teaching children in school how to be people, well, like I feel we used to. to child being no, left behind. No, no Child Left Behind was but, the name but, of their but, program. But it's the opposite. But exactly. that's how it always is. Exactly. So instead of, we actually left the children behind because we were teaching them how to become people and how to be rounded. And we just took all that away and said, teach the test, teach to the the test. The test is important. The test is everything. And then they're not, they can't interact with one another. How, and I was a special education teacher. So I left because I was like, how, I can't even get them to sit for 10 minutes without a timer. You think they're going to sit for two and a half hours in some academic test? Please. And then they give them Ritalin. Right. And then they give them drugs, which is baby methamphetamine. It's methamphetamine for children. It's great. I love Ritalin. But recreationally, oh, this is the other theory I have. I love thinking. (laughs) Um, So many children, because so I'm 44 and I was of the generation where they started putting kids on Ritalin and they're still on it or Adderall. Pick a pick a baby methamphetamine. It don't matter. But all like there's whole generations of people that have been on drugs for their whole life. And I feel like I want to invest in kidney dialysis centers because I feel like if you've been taking pills and drugs to augment your behavior or augment whatever in your life for 40 years, like your liver and your kidneys aren't going to get fucked up. Have we ever done any long-term studies on the long-term usage of low-dose methamphetamines? Mm. Have we done that? Has anybody thought about putting any money? On the flip side, they haven't done the the, uh, case study on the technology in the cell phone as far as how people function. (laughs) <laughs> no, but oh. I'm just saying even how we function interaction like we we losing we've lost. We have to fight. Like I'm literally like okay, like on one end I was like, yeah, I could be online all day, talk to people online, mm. you know what I mean? You know, all day, right? However, without physical interaction, then what do you really have? Like you uh, have to, to create an actual connection as opposed to a yeah, you have to expose yeah. yourself to a certain degree because a lot of times people are are getting comfortable with their devices. Yes. And because when you do everything, like, that's what I was saying. That's part of the reason why I'm here is like, okay, I can do a podcast on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. It comes in very clear. Yeah. Like, wonderful. However, I would have to create the, the environment. I'm not meeting anybody. Right. I'm not completely interacting. And for somebody that can actually isolate themselves just for their own protection, you know what I mean? Then you know, I mean, of course, I'm out and I deal with people, but I'm talking right. about like, on a, in a in a way of meeting, in in emotional mo- protection. Yeah, what I mean is that uh, as we uh, um, uh, was, um, um, 
my, I'm losing I lost my myself too. Because <laughs> weed. <laughs> I know, because weed. <laughs> weed is good. If you remember what we were talking about, give us a call, 415 550 0511. Oh, so no, I, can... we, I was saying, cell, I was talking about the cell phones. Oh, and, the cell phones and, and the disconnection, yes. Yes, and the disconnection. See, this, see, we got disconnected. We got disconnected. We got disconnected. Is it because with uh, cell phones are a, a tremendous tool? Like, I literally make money on my cell phone, mm. and I can make money on my, just on the cell phone. However, if you Crazy. don't know how to socially interact or or project or critically think or put pieces together, because everything you do comes from your device, mm-hmm. then you're not really a well-rounded individual. True. And you can't you can't use your power like it's power, but you also is almost as good as your network also. Like it's just you know what I mean. It's just as good as your uh, critical thinking. Sure, the people you, the, how you surround yourself with. That's why I don't, I don't have a smartphone. Is that I don't think I deserve one. I, I don't want a little computer in my pocket. And I think that we're giving everyone a computer in their pocket. And I think that that's a luxury and not a right. It's like driving a car. I don't drive a car well, either because it's not. As an American, it's like that's your entitled Americanism. Come on, why don't you drive a car? And I'm like, because I don't believe in. Having a car, I don't want the fossil fuel waste, and I can take the bus, and I love the bus, and I learn a lot. Of, I do a lot of work on the bus, and I meet people on the bus, and I interact and c- communicate with people, and I like public transportation. I don't agree with all of these, like, entitlement things that we have. I don't I don't think everyone should have a computer in their pocket. I think that's an well, entitled thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back because I've, I've thought about that, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, and I've actually, you know, kind of— Get the Luddite argument. Not saying you're going all the way there. You know. Oh no, I'm a Luddite. Okay. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. I have no idea how to program a VCR. <laughs> like no idea. So so, but I I my my argument is a socialist coming from the military, which is socialism. Most people don't understand. Oof. It's socialism. Food, shelter, safety, education, value instead of money. Oof. Yes, you get paid. I'm a socialist, so that's an interesting concept. Which no, Oof. I'm telling you it from is. a veteran. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You get paid. You don't tell you this. This you have to get to it. You have to go you have to go research, research, because if you don't, you end up homeless. Sure. Because you won't understand concept of value over money. Right. You keep thinking you're valuable. Hey, guess what? You're in capitalism. They don't give a fuck. I yes, that's true. You, they care how much you spend. It's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they take you out of they train you as a child, 19, 20, 21, yeah. as a socialist. That's so funny. Hard socialism. You are valuable, and that's all that you are. And that's great. That's, yeah. As long as you remain a socialist. Sure. When you get out, we don't tell you. Get last. When I got out, they gave you like a week course. They gave you some self-improvement books and said, congratulations. Wow. Right? Well, and the other thing, I've heard people in the military, they give you the money for school, but if you fuck up and do some things wrong, that money goes away, and you have to use it within a certain time. And well, I mean, You just have to be smart about what they give you when you leave. I had a friend who just got fucked because he fucked himself really when he he like was in for a semester and then he left and then they were paying and then he did and something happened with his grade blah 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 he just wasn't responsible yeah. enough to take advantage of the gifts that they gave him yeah. post service the problem on that they know this mm-hmm. they they don't a, train you how no, to use what your I'm gifts saying is head. yeah what I'm saying is they know because we are no matter what whether you're in war Directly or any part of the military. There's no easy part, mm-hmm. right? There's no branch that's like cakewalk, maybe except the Air Force, <laughs> right? 
maybe but even then they do stuff right right so so because you're living in this regimented environment you know what i mean it's a way of life that you know that you that you don't think the same way right so when you get out the shock of capitalism mind you there's no warning it's literally going from i was living on a spaceship i was born on a spaceship yeah i mean i was born in capitalism but then i went to the spaceship early and i spent like seven years on the spaceship right it's totally different in space yeah right okay now they're sending me back to earth and say hey you know how we do it on earth we're not really gonna tell you just figure it out but it's have something to do with money Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give you a little bit just because we know you fucked up. We've got to fuck you up. So we're going to give you a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, sh- and so you wonder what, like, a lot of these veterans probably not. got three, four hundred dollars coming in. Right. But they choose. It's not enough for rent, though, but in they San Francisco. They choose to be homeless because they can, it benefits them because they're socialist minded. Oh. They see the value and not they can adjust. They've been trained. Look what the military does. They train you to go to the field. You're cold. You're they, right. You're, you're intense. You're doing yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know take showers. Like, don't take showers. Yeah, exactly. Go potty over here. Okay, yeah. then. So the socialist mindset mm. of the military conditions you to be homeless. Oof. You know what I mean? That it, is such an interesting perspective. You got to be a veteran. Right. I just, I, well, I have a problem with anyone telling me what to do, so I could yeah, never yeah, be in yeah. the military. Most, I would have been like, uh, please. Well, we, that's, never the, that's another thing. I would have been such get, a troublemaker. When we get out, when we get out, we a lot of us adopt that, like, I am not telling, no one's telling me what to do. Right. Like, I, like, I got to work for myself. This is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that I have a, a the socialist aspect, but we need to add technology to it. Because it creates the level playing ground, meaning uh. that meaning that if if everybody has a, the food, shelter, safety, and in the certain points of education, and they're prepared to have the technology, you don't have smart, pe- dumb people with smartphones. Right. And then you can actually push humanity forward. And with technology, it doesn't take much to train someone to know the basics. So that they can use that phone to go to a higher level. The reason I don't want a smartphone is that I never wanted inst- I never wanted MySpace. I was one of the last people to join MySpace. I never wanted Facebook. See it as a necessary evil. Got it. Okay, that's falling apart now. Now I have to be on Instagram. Fuck Instagram. I hate these platforms where it's just another way for everyone to feel shitty about themselves because you look at everybody else's idealized life that they push out with their technology. Look at me in a selfie with my girlfriend on the thing. We're so happy. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me do this. Look at me do that. Look at me. Look at me. Life. And I, I hate the concept that I'm forced to look at everyone else's idealized life and I have to participate in it and like it in order for my podcast business to exist. It just, it makes me, I'm, I'm angry at the way things work and I, that's a dumb perspective to take, I guess, but it is so hard for me to do Instagram. I have to do it on my tablet. I wish someone else would do it for me. I hate it. I have to take pictures. It takes me out of my stuff. Like, on my shows, now I have to do Instagram. I used to like engaging and enjoying the comedians on the show, and now I'm concerned about taking a good picture of them to immediately post it to Instagram so that the next day I can take it and I can share it on the Facebooks, and then I can take the podcast and I can attach it to that because maybe someone will find it. Like... Why? Why? I, I see. It's my martyrdom thing. Like <laughs> I wouldn't do it. 
But I just need like a 12 year old child that's like, it's so easy. I enjoyed it. You need to put out flyers for like oh, I do. interns. Oh, God. Like, you know, just like, you know, you got to be in yeah. your 20s. Like, t- no, no one under, under 23. Under 23. Yeah. 23 and, and yeah, meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, meh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's like, you got to be, because the way technology is, it's like, it's kind of like, a, it is a necessary evil. Like, me, I kind of take breaks. I take, I'm, I like to fast in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, I take social media fast. Just, you know what I mean? Just because, and then you come, it's just like anything. You come refreshed. Like, you say, mm-hmm. okay, and I can play with this. Because it really sucks. Like, in, a, in, a, in a, I mean, in a sense, it's like this, right? Only the people that's in front of you are the people that you really could deal with. Like, those are real people, right? Right. And then everybody else that even is looking, they're, they're not e- real. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're real, though. They're, they're in the distance. Like, they're, they're, yeah. in the, they're not, you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like... You don't really affect my life. You can't really, you know, do any. It's just kind of say if we have 500 people listening. Right. Whether you might be a real person, but you're really in your house, you know, butt naked dancing around or whatever you're doing. Sure, cool. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or watching TV, listening to this, you know what I mean? Whatever Ugh, you're doing. Netflix, goddamn. Yeah, whatever you're doing is probably something on the side, so you don't have your full attention. So even if you're hating, it's not really you. It's just a piece of you being a jerk. Right? right so you only really could worry about the people that's in front of you that's what i'm starting to like that my vibration like yes get if you want to do something do it with people right like you know what i mean don't mm-hmm, do it any other if you do it with people at least those people can see you recognize and, and understand you're a real person right this is just an additive to me getting in front of people I mean, I, you know what I mean? I want yeah, you to hear you. me yeah. so you say, hey, look, I want to see you. Yeah. I want to see you, too. Let's let's see each other. Right. You know what I mean? You, hey, hey ladies, you want to worry how I look? You want to see? Come see me. What because he's gonna start doing comedy soon. I hey. have to. I have no choice. I told you. I, that's why I told yeah. you I ran for office. Like, there's no alternative for me. I have to be a comedian, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Even if I'm not funny, it's funny to me. <laughs> funny. <laughs> I think my whole life is hilarious. Like, I have stages. I'm in stage three, act three, ready to go. This is beginning of act three. Sweet. <laughs> that's good that you have. I. It's. It's hard to. I just have to, I just have to keep putting goals. It's hard for me to look big picture anymore. It's like, I have so many things in place that all I can do is put my head down and work every day and accomplish the things that I know that I have to in order. It's, ugh, it's but, just like, but that's what it is though. But that's what I, I mean, you got most. like to not be depressed, right? Because depression it, it, it comes on and it, it, it makes it easy for you just not to do things, right? Right. You know I mean? But to to do the work that you know you chose to be to do live the life you chose is that's the motivation. That's right. what that's where I'm at. I'm like, man, I don't. I'm blessed to be able to say I have the freedom and mental capabilities to think of the things I think of, whether you get it or not. That's a gift in itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's true. And in the United States, it's a thing that we can think and express I mean no matter how butt fuck backwards and not that butt fucking is bad so I don't even no want to put that stigma on them no not consensually that's great but like. our fucking government sucks balls and I see and sucking balls isn't bad either well, I'm no, such no, all consent. language is political and I feel like a dick <laughs> see I did it again because <laughs> all our language is political and even when I'm 
swear. There's like misogyny and homophobia. It, even in my like swearing, usually I'll call people a cunt face. And that's like, the, it's just funny because I consider myself this non-homophobic, non-misogynistic person. And yet every time I open my mouth to swear or call the government, well, if, like if you shit-licking to a, dog fucks, then it's, it's If you're still, referring to a man, it's kind of okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, you know we men are kind of weird. We're not full human. No, no, look, no, and listen, and Cute I just man. I, want, I want listen. I want men to understand. Like, listen, I'm your friend, but we have to be honest with ourselves. Mm. Okay, there's science behind what I'm saying. Sure. It's not just me saying, oh, he's trying to cater to women. No, women don't want to hear this. Most of them are patriarchal, whether they do yeah, or not. Absolutely, they All don't want to hear. They don't want to hear what I have to say. Wit, man. <laughs> like it, we're we are such slaves to the patriarchy. Our language does it for us. I'm a female. I'm yeah. a human. Yeah. I mean, I'm a what man. All of the, like, the prefix well, subjugates me. It's all feminine <laughs> energy, though. It's a, like, it, we, yeah. everything comes from the, the, I say the divine feminine creator, right? Everything. Yeah. So, like, it's like, okay, if, if woman is the universe, like, you know, and not God, the universe, and then she created God, which would be maybe man. Sure. Right? So, but she's the universe. Wow. You know what I mean? And nice you, perspective. Yeah, like, so you can't, there's nothing outside of it. Yes, there is God, and that could manifest through me as man, right? But I, who gave me the authority? Uh-huh. Okay, so you you can't box yourself out of the feminine energy, and that's that. That's the lie. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a switch of rule. You see the yeah, you know yeah, with the, no, little, the, the they got the cups moving and boom 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 boom. What cup? But who benefits? That's the thing. And it, oh, the small few that know the truth. This they they set up a whole. It's like this. They took the the top of the pyramid. They knocked it down and said you're from the you're the bottom, and then they put the I the I the, what they knew what they learned from the top of the pyramid, mm. and put it as a mirror like we this is us. Uh, everything came from us. Everything came from this male everything. It's so funny. It, us, people the think, U.S. We're yeah, so yeah. we're so small minded. Yeah, exactly. It's only been we've only been around for like 300 years. Yeah, and like everything is us. We are capitalists. And I we said are rich. You and maybe with me is I think in like a 50,000 year historical reference. Yeah. So, so a lot of times I'm like, well, listen, if I go by the pure knowledge of history, me being being polyamorous, me not believing in certain constructs is more the truth than it isn't. Like, we've sure. only been functioning like this for, what, maybe 2,000 years tops? Right. You feel me? Well, no, people knowing how to read. Uh, let's. I think that the real... The real fall of things is with technology, and it started with, okay, I mean, is it farming implements? No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's with mass written word, because once, once we had, the, once we had the printing press and we had the technology where it wasn't just one person writing it down and the priests reading it, or these special people that learned how to decipher these symbols, I think that the printing press was like, hey, here it is. If you want it, here's the information. It's like, whoa, it exists. And then we had to teach people to read. Oh, my God. And when we start teaching women to read, oh, holy fuck, why'd we ever do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like the the deciphering of the letters, of the symbols, and the is spreading this- of that knowledge was sort of the way for them to really control us that much more. Maybe? Well, I mean, it, it, if it... Technology has been skewed from the printing press to push the ideology of patriarchy, mm. which was the opposite 
of like everything i believe the only real war that ever really exists right now is matri- patriarchy versus matriarchy wow the, everything else is an illusion you know what i mean and matriarchy should and will always win like it has no look it, 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 it there's no point in history where this form of ideology where men make rules over women mm. now conceptually yes we like i told you i believe we're here to protect three things men are program we're here to protect provide pleasure that's it the three p's that's it also penis which well, is part it, it, of pleasure part of the, yeah, shit, you know, <laughs> i would just say protect penis. provide pleasure yeah that's it man and i mean now yeah. mind you you can you can have a connection with with uh, your higher self and you can you can be respectful and do all these things but at the end of the day for i've seen it but i'll just speak for myself my primary motive my instant reflex comes to these things huh when it can, you know, or or just or self, meaning the only things this breaks the program, which makes me unique, is that I keep functioning with say, look, how do I stay in tune with my higher self? How do I be a better person? How, you know what I mean? Really? Like the, the the isolation that necessary to be a, to raise your vibration. Sure. But when I'm not, if I'm out, you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm when I'm primary just male programming, I'm I'm looking to provide protective pleasure. All right. It makes me feel good, and I feel like that's to what I'm supposed to do now. I'm not like a, just chasing women, like you know what I'm saying. No, no, no. I, 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 I get you. It's your, it's your biology. It's, it's. See, I think that the, the, the big war is the haves versus the have-nots. It's the capitalists versus the. I, I don't think it has to do necessarily. I don't think the. I think the class war is the biggest thing, that, and that supersedes man versus woman, because women could also subjugate people with their wealth mm-hmm. but it's I, I think that I don't know I just I wish we could all have uh, capitalism makes me so angry and a lot of it is that because I don't buy into it I don't get to receive its many many gifts and then I get angry but then sometimes sometimes I understand that I cannot live the socialist lifestyle of which I choose without the capitalist society. Like I function as like sort of this socialist leech monetarily inside this capitalist framework. See, that's where, that's what I mean is that's what the caveat, that's what I'm saying is that I know you, I could tell you're a socialist before you said it. Cause I, cause it's like, cause, cause I, I, cause for socialism value is paramount right so you understand i'm valuable so i don't care what you i don't care about anything i know i'm valuable yeah right so okay boom but that's not capitalism doesn't care because capitalism cares about worth not value yeah but then worth and value but you could be similar words no 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 monetary worth is not intrinsic value yes and we are taught in a capitalist society that you have no intrinsic value without wealth this this piece of paper represents my belief in it but if i brought in a, a piece of gold that would have intrinsic value well but it doesn't we just subscribe value to it no, that's, no, that's thing. what i mean same thing as our piece of paper money we just go what subscribe value to that well no the gold has actually intrinsic value i mean it, oh. it, 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 it's valued all over the world and right. can be traded for and it just like you like just like human trafficking Ooh, yeah so it's, it's value right <laughs> so but that's what socialism that's the base one of the cores of socialism is value right right okay technology evens the playing ground 
right? Meaning I'm not for technology in the capitalism because I could be used to, it, it makes... I like technology that spreads knowledge. So capitalism, it, capitalism and technology alone needs the stupidest audience to buy it, uh, buy it over and over again. Right. Right. We'll have to start talking about music in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about stupid audiences. Yeah, yeah, Pop yeah, music, yeah. some of it is a bag of shit. Yeah. So, but but it everyone means, loves it. They get so popular. Well, yeah. And and I it, mean, it's stupid, but stupid works. And it's almost, yeah, it's stupid works. But, it, but, it, but you have to, my thing is, and, I, and that's my balance is saying, I need to be, um, silly enough at times to get the audience in so that I can so I can I can inject the concept of the thought right so that well so that you can provide a message you're that's what, every comedian is a is a is a proselytizer every comedian is is a has a message that I'm they are saying to the Jay-Z of comedy uh, 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 Dave Chappelle right? yeah and Dave Chappelle literally if you really watch his comedy he'll literally do like fart jokes sometimes sure or like you know because he knows like he knows that this is this is me being silly because if I start off how I thought today well, but he's as political as fuck because he's he's addressing the issues of race of the the race divide that continues in our country and how yeah, we. But it's a, but it's a play though. Like this is what I mean. If proper, this is what I mean by socialism. Properly educated people, we don't have to keep having these discussions. Like, meaning if I if if everybody was properly educated, we wouldn't have to keep. It's like this: you're the we, the we're strong as the weakest link in the chain, right? Right. So mm-hmm. if I have to get this guy that thinks black people are dirty, filthy people, right? I have to, but I want I have to talk. to You're human. You're, right. I hope 